Hey, Pillow Talk Pod Squad, it's your girl Simone, and you are now tuned in to episode 306 of season three of Bonnets and Durags, a Pillow Talk podcast. Today's episode is so special to me because the stars of my new favorite web series show, Pillow Talk, are here. If you haven't seen it already, I highly recommend that you check it out. It's a spinoff series from the show Tough Love, and it's rooted in navigating rocky relationships, developing new ones, and maintaining what's already yours. I have LaCritia here, who plays Lyric, who also happens to have a Pillow Talk podcast and works as a dating coach. I also have Malik here, who plays, uh, excuse me, who plays Jason, a loving and devout boyfriend who just can't seem to get things right when it comes to his relationship. I also have here Ant, um, who plays the role of a potential bae, but he also <laughs> is a pro at playing with people's emotions. <laughs> so welcome. I'm so happy to have you all here today. This is going to be amazing. Yes. So I really appreciate you coming through. So I never want my guests to feel like I'm telling their personal stories. So I just want to go around the room and if you can just share like who you are, where you're from, what you've got going on and how you started your acting career. Oh, well, how we started. <laughs> Take it back. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm LaCritia Brown. Um, I play Lyric Love Jones on Fellow Talk. And I am originally from Dallas, Texas, but I'm a military brat, so I've lived a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. uh, New York is the longest that I've ever lived anywhere. So I've been here for 11 years oh my in goodness. Brooklyn. So I'm a honorary Brooklynite at this point. <laughs> How I started acting, um, I started acting when I was seven years old. My first play was The Nutcracker in school Aww. and that's when I got the bug. I remember studying lines um, as I was in the like doctor's office getting vaccinations and thinking I could do this forever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That is so cute. That's Thank you for coming. Yeah. Um, I'm Malik Rashad. Uh, I play Jason. Uh, I started acting through music. I'm a music artist. That's kind of foundation for everything. And uh, someone asked me to read to read for a role, um, and that's kind of how I got the bug, and was like, oh, I can see myself doing this, and, uh, you know, I started booking stuff. As I started booking stuff, I kind of started taking it more seriously and investing in it and taking classes, et cetera, et cetera, and that's what leads me here. Mm -hmm. What's going on, y'all? Uh, it's Anthony M. Walker. I play Kendrick. So uh, my journey's a little different, man. I, I started acting in high school, but I'm not talking about, you know, in the theater crew. I'm, I'm talking about, like, <laughs> them ghetto Maury skits, man. Like, <laughs> like, you are not the father. Like, I was like, bitch, if you don't get away. Like, I, I was one of those. So that that really, uh, but I think just acting out in class and, and doing those skits for me, it brought me to life. And um, that's kind of like, so I'll say that's, that's what started the bug, but it wasn't really um until I got to college. Um, I ended up taking a, a theater course as an elective and, um, you know, I was kind of toying with it. And I think by like maybe theater three or something like that, um, I, I kind of started to develop somewhat of a passion for it. And I realized at the same time that um, all the other classes, I think I was taking IT at the time. That was my major. And um, it just wasn't doing it for me. Like, you know, what I mean, Twitter and uh, Facebook was, was fairly new. I was in computer class just like on Twitter and Facebook, but like looking at like acting clips and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And um I realized, like, you know what, this is probably not something I might want to do. And um, since then, I've been acting. Yeah, it's my story. Aww. Nice. Such beautiful start. So how many web series shows have you all been in? Mm. Let's <sighs> see. There is Subpar, mm -hmm. which is, um, I wrote that with my media group, Lost RBK. Mm -hmm. 
There's that one. Then there's teacher problems. I play Miss Lovett in teacher problems. Be looking out for that soon. Actually. Oh, it hasn't come out yet. It's come out, but there will be like a full season. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, and then Pillow Talk, so three for me. Mm-hmm. And I did a couple of guest appearances on two other shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. What about you, Malik? Um, I did Tough Love. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. Jason <laughs> and Pillow Talk now. Um, playing, I'm in one now called Loyalty Lands. It's still filming. Um, and, uh, oh, I won't talk about that one. But there's a potential another one that could be uh, in the works real soon. Okay. Yeah. Booked and busy, yes. Again, man, I started off ghetto, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the Ninth Pawn. Uh, those of you, my close friends and family, y'all know, man, that was my first one. It ain't really go nowhere, man. You, you People was watching on YouTube. You heard the director saying cut, but, um, <laughs> you know, you got to start from somewhere. So it's all good. Other than that, I had a guest um, appearance in, in uh, the web series, The Ave. Um, what else? Um, London, uh, shout out to the Jersey, uh, Philly team. Um, of course, right now, Pillow Talk, and I'm working on something else called uh, Sisters Keeper. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That Sorry is- if I left anybody else out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm sure they understand. So, no, that is, that is all good. So, like I had explained prior to starting the episode, I really wanted to dive into the individuals behind the character. So during this Q&A segment, we'll be able to uh, be talking a little bit more about the context of the show, um, but who you are as all individuals and be able to challenge you to put yourselves in their shoes in real life. (laughs) Um, So this is a spoiler alert episode, y'all. So if you haven't watched the show yet, I encourage you to pause this episode. Turn it off. Turn it off. (laughs) Go to YouTube. Binge it. You literally probably could binge it in like three hours. And then come back. That's true. (laughs) It's just because, no, there has to be more. But (laughs) Because they're so short. No, no, no. That was a little petty. I swear. I I did not intend for that at all. She's like the ghost commenter. Like, we need more than 17 minutes. God damn it. We wait in two weeks. I I haven't, but I should. Because I'd be like, damn, 17 minutes went by just like that. But but yeah, no, I encourage you to um, binge it and then come back so you can listen to this episode. Um, But if not, then you know what? You will learn so much about this show and about these individuals and their characters. Um, so let's go ahead and get into this game that I just want to play called What Would You Do? Okay. <laughs> nice. so, oh, shit. Let me bring up these examples. First of all, episode eight had me, nope, episode nine, mm-hmm. finale episode, had me on the edge of my seat. I, first of all, I couldn't wait to see what Nina's reaction was going to be <laughs> to her finding out you told, you, you that wanna you see- kissed Ashley. You, what you wanted to see? You wanted to see I want to see a fight. Ass. And listen, I was on the Seriously podcast show the other day um, with my girls, uh, Brittany and shout Mary. Shout out to Seriously. Yes. We were talking about the predictions for episode nine. And I was like, Ashley and Nina going to fight. And I'm here for it. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So thank you for honoring my wish. Um, but yeah, so we'll go ahead and start with you, Jason. Um, so you finally <laughs> kicked Ashley out. And you know when you first brought Ashley around that Nina kind of had a little bit of a problem with it. Uh-huh. But you kind of just try to like push it aside. But what I wanted to know is like, you know, you personally, have you ever had to deal with your significant other being a little uncomfortable with you being close friends with the opposite sex? And how have you navigated that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that shit is like, I've had it's to deal with life. that, like being, <laughs> like being friends. Yeah, that's, man. We ain't gonna get into like all the specifics, but I've definitely had to deal with that. Yeah, and <laughs> um, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's, I ain't gonna lie, it's tough because 
it's like this person is your friend. Like this is mm-hmm. already my friend. This is you know we already have this relationship, but now you have a partner, and you know they like oh, I'm not coming. So it's like how do you balance that? How do you really figure that out? Because for most people it's like you know, you know you got to go with your partner, mm-hmm. but at the same time, unless it's your wife, it's like yo I've had a relationship with this person for how long? So I'm not mm-hmm. just gonna cut them out of my life because you're not uncomfortable. So we got to find a balance. You got to find somehow to try to make this right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if it was vice versa and she had a homie, you know, your girl got a homie that she's close with for how many time. You going to look, for me, it's like you look crazy if you just come into her life and like, yo, you can't be cool. With yeah, me. that's true. Because you have history with that person. Yeah. So as long as you trust your partner and there's nothing crazy, inappropriate going on. But at the same time, you got to kind of go above and beyond to make your partner comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes, it depends on what you think is worth it. Sometimes you might be like, man, fuck that, man. This ain't really what I'm trying to do. It's just, you know, that might be In terms be a of the relationship? It might be a sign for the relationship in some oh, ways. You okay. know what I'm saying? It depends on like, is this worth it to you? Like mm. what, where you at in life? Where you at with this relationship? That's interesting that you would be willing to dismantle the relationship. It's not saying necessarily you'll be a dismantle, but it just could be like, if this person, like, what are the reasons that they're uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. If these reasons are not valid, then that's a sign. But maybe it's not valid to you, though. It could be valid to that individual. So Everything is valid to the person. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it could could be valid, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, again, it's a balance. It's all about perspective. I I think, too, another problem is that... um, men and women tend to see things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like like what I try to, you know, put in my relationship is that let's agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, seriously, like... But sometimes part, women won't let that go. It's not, like, I don't want to agree to this. They're like, no, bro, I can't. They'll never let yeah. it go. But but I, I think sometimes, like, you, you gotta, like... And that's why, like, you gotta try to uh, talk to your significant other, whether it be... The roles were reversed. I, yeah. I think you have to find a balance. Like there, there has to be some type of because because Absolutely. I agree with you. It, it could be the you know the other way because sometimes you know there's a lot of insecure dudes walking around like right. who's this Absolutely. dude or whatever whatever and it's like nah like you know the female may feel like nah that's just my friend but it's like you know just because a dude you know dude might be so insecure I think it's just um about really finding that balance and also like you said making your partner yeah feel as comfortable yeah. as possible That's the doing key everything you yeah. can. Right. Like you gotta go above and beyond to make right, sure they good. So you can you can <clears throat> still maintain that friendship but make sure they feel like they don't got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Well, but right. I mean different things could cause discomfort uncomfortable. It don't necessarily have to be anything. Females just sometimes have an intuition when they like, I don't yeah, like that person. Yeah, and mm-hmm. my radar is just gonna be up. <laughs> and that's just that. You know and what I'm saying? I've done that. Right. And too. it could prove to be right. right in case because right. I feel like some point, Nina. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I feel like you know how like they say like parents can always tell like who your real friends are. Mm-hmm. I feel like some girlfriends can really tell like who which women are trying to like plot on you. Mm. So, Probably. I mean, my radar might not be always right, but yeah. you know, you like you don't just have those feelings for, for no, no reason. reason yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been through that with Christian? Where I was the woman checking out at Ashley in my situation. Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think if I've been in that situation. Yes, I have. Um, and I think that the two things that have to happen is if you are the Nina, you have to um, do some introspection 
and see if it is based in my own insecurities, mm. right? But if you are seeing the obvious signs, you like, like <laughs> I'm looking at Malik right now. If you are seeing the obvious signs of somebody walking around your man as their friend in skimpy clothing right. and being too touchy-filly, right. you know, because there's a certain level of, even as a friend, like I'm friends with Malik in real life, mm -hmm. right? I know there's a there's a culture that happens when somebody is partnered with somebody. Mm -hmm. You, I'm not gonna be all touchy filly and doing you know yeah. too much in front of any anybody's partner, mm -hmm. right? Some people or, just don't have boundaries. Yeah, or if they're partnered with somebody, I don't like him like that. <laughs> but if they're partnered with somebody, I'm also not going to be like doing that when they're not their partner is not around. Mm -hmm. You know, so women can see when somebody's being team too much. Mm-hmm. And yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so speaking of women and like intuition. So with you, um, you know, you, you lyric is a dating coach um, and you are in this position where you give insight to other women about how to go about like, you know, attaining a man or maintaining their relationship. Mm. Um, so there's this individual named Dre that you came across that you just happen to, to collide worlds with and he's mm. everything to you, but your your client is also interested in him. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to talk to you about um, the transparency in admitting to your client in, at the beginning that you were interested in that person. Like, what would you have done in that situation? Would you have been upfront with a friend and told them like, hey, the guy that you're seeing, I, I actually am like, I really like him too. Or I've dated him or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. have you been in situations like that? And if you haven't, how would you handle that going forward? I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I was liking someone and a friend started dating mm. because most of my friends in my friend pool, we know who each other is dating. So like there's the friend code, like you don't mess with the person that your mm -hmm. friend dated, period. Like that's the rule. I don't know if guys have that rule, but but and with my <laughs> friends, we have have that rule. Is there a bro code? Like It's a little different, like. You know, um, I mean, like, <laughs> like what's the, what are we talking about? Like dating, smash. Yeah, that's what oh, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's like, no, it's different. For you. It's different. Like, you know that's like you're okay with like, your bro smashing that same girl, it's but not if even it's like okay, your woman, like, but it's, it's like, not. No, no, no. What that's are you what saying? I mean. Like, I mean, nah. This is what I mean, right? Like, and, you know, um, Leek, if you feel like I said something, you know, you come in, but mm. I think like, girl, girlfriends are off limit, right? Right. Like girlfriends. Right. Like you know, that like, was your girl, girl, girl. Like you, my girl, <laughs> girl, nah. girl. But, but, <laughs> yeah. There have been exactly. situations where, like, let's just say I might have smashed something, and then, like, you know, maybe a couple <laughs> years down the line, my man smashed the same thing. But like, uh -huh. I'm not gonna feel mad, like, bro, that's not my girl. So, like, yeah, nah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by that. But like, my girlfriend, no, nah, that's yeah. that's you, mm -hmm. you did, you're not doing that. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So if your homie was going to smash your character love interest, Robin, you wouldn't care about it. <laughs> because oh. you considered Robin your homie. Oh. And you brought her home to mom, cooked dinner with her, was all cuffy. But then when it came down to the what are we, you're like, well, I already told you what it was. I'm not really looking for nothing. Like, why, like, why do y'all do this? I don't understand. You literally lead us on. And then when we're like, okay, yep, this is going to happen. You're like, nah, I'm chilling right now. 
Um, <laughs> nah, is, that, you, is that what men do? That's yeah, yes, that's, that's, that's not exactly that's not all men. That's number one. It's, no, I will say it's not all uh, yeah, men. Okay, but um, this character is a, an accurate representation of yeah, a pool of men out yeah, in this dating. I, I think I think you know uh, you know with Kendrick, um, it, it's just a little different because I think he's at a point in his life where um, that like he just kind of wants to have fun, but that doesn't mean that he's not taking Robin seriously. It's just that it's one of, like, sometimes guys have this thing where it's like, well, she don't say nothing. I'm not saying nothing. So you kind of feel like we on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, Mm-mm. nah. No. <laughs> you don't That's know. not what's going on with Kendrick. To me. Can I say what's going Go on with Kendrick? Ahead. <laughs> what's going on with Kendrick is that he wants all the animities of being in a relationship, mm-hmm. but nah. he doesn't actually want the responsibility nah. of mm-hmm. being with someone. No. I want y'all to note, y'all can't see this, but she immediately put her hand <laughs> on her hip in the chair. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Like she no, she's reaching. Nah, nah. That's back. Nah, I, <laughs> I, will, I will come in and say it may not necessarily be what you think your interpretation of Kendrick is. Which is important because you're the actor. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I get, I get, it's like, I get what y'all are saying because, mm-hmm. you know, from, you know, we see ourselves um, as people, we see ourselves from the, what is it, the inside out. Mm-hmm. Right, y'all see us from the outside in. So with Kendrick, he has a lot going on inside that yeah. may come off to everybody else as he's acting out or he's being childish. But it's like, nah, like dude. that's what I was gonna say. Like I, I feel like Kendrick, he's like he likes Robin, he digs Robin, but I feel like he's at a point where he does, he's not a hundred with himself. Self, right. and, that's, and that's and it starts right. with and it's self love. Yeah. Okay. You know okay. okay. Seems like you're in okay. discovery. So space. I feel right. like I'll he's, agree he's with almost that. like yo, I ain't like Shorty might be too too good. Like you know what I'm saying? Because, like, right? Mm. Because if, if because my thing is like I come from a, a certain lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And Robin's a good girl, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know. It's because you know what I mean. I don't know if I want to bring her with me. Do I want to? I, I like her, but like. Is she prepared for this? Is she prepared for what could possibly happen? He probably so questioned like what he could that contribute. In the Go ahead, Malik. No, I just feel like he's. I feel like he's questioning like what can I bring to the table with this girl? Mm-hmm. And really like when, you know, when elevators are going as, as a man, back. right? And and this is. I mean, every man is different though, but because some men just like oh whatever, she making money, we lit. But mm-hmm. um, as a man, you know, when a, when a woman is doing you know pretty well for herself herself as Robin is, um, and. Kendrick's at a point where, like I said, he's kind of like, he doesn't have like a steady, he don't got no job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's kind of hustling. And he's not really where he wants to be. So when they have these conversations and he says things like, um, nah, like you need to do with a legit career. Like you don't need to do, like that's me kind of like throwing a bait out there to see what, you know what I mean? What's she going to, is she going to take yeah. it? Like what is, so I'm kind of fill out a little but bit. But you're already counting yourself out before you can count yourself in. Right. And so that's like the interesting dynamic here in this like situation. But like I was saying, so I feel like Kendrick's character is in this discovery space. But what do you think that you would need from Robin to feel fueled? Like, what are you looking for in a partner? Like, what is it? Um, <laughs> I mean, from the character yeah, perspective, no, know, and then know, we can know, z- know, jump into like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know, I know what you're saying. Um, what would I need from Robin to to feel fueled? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think it's me. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put that on her. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. Kendrick. It, it starts with it starts with with the within. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts with yourself, and I feel like he's at a that stage where he's confused. He's he's insecure. I feel like it's it's a lot of things going on, and that's what I mean. Like it's a lot going on, 
and I don't necessarily think it's Robin. I think sometimes people in general, maybe maybe Kendrick might have to lose that to mm-hmm. realize to know what it, what it, what it, you know what she really means to him. That's what I think. Because I think sometimes it's human nature. It's like you don't realize what you have until it's gone. Maybe he might need to go through a, a point where Robin's like, "Yo, I'm done." Like. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe he might realize, like, damn, like, she was good. I fucked up or whatever it is. But I think, like, you know, right now, especially, you know, where it left off, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, damn, like, I ain't really mean it like that with what I said. You know, mm-hmm. when I was like, yo, Robin, like, yo, like, what are you talking about? I thought we was friends. But, like, yo, I'm still trying to go to her crib, though, like, because it's a it's a comfort <laughs> zone to me. Yeah. It's a comfort space. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I want. I'm, I'm So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's sca- I'm scared of taking that big step because I don't know what's on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. I understand the responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is. It is. We can go ah! all day about this, right? <laughs> could, right. I, could I answer my yeah. question from earlier? Yeah, I no, didn't please. completely finish answering. I'm sorry about that. No, no, it's okay. I just wanted to say that as Lucretia, <laughs> would I have told her that I knew Uber Bay? Oh, I would have told her that. Oh my gosh, he was my Uber driver. Mm-hmm. The night before, but Lacretia would not have thought that I would get so involved or see him again, mm-hmm. right? So I think if if maybe Lyric would have told her that off top, that she could have used that to put boundaries in terms of coaching, put the boundaries up. Mm-hmm. She could have been like, no, I can't actually physically be there with you mm-hmm. because I have met this person in real life mm-hmm. and that'll blow our cover. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I appreciate you being fully transparent about that. Um, so that way, you know, you don't tarnish any kind of relationship or friendship that you have. Um, so in the in the show, you decide to carry on that relationship with Uber Bay. Um, but then in this last episode, you were like, you know what? Nope, we're done. I don't want to do this anymore because it was tarnishing your brand and it was hurting, you know, you at your potential of like actually getting a job doing what you love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to know if you have ever had to make a difficult decision like this with a man where you were like, you know what, they are hindering my career or my growth. <laughs> how has that been? <laughs> if you have, and if you don't feel like sharing, that's okay. Mm, <laughs> but it, I know it's tough. It's very tough. I will say this. Um, prior to actually landing pillow talk, I was in a situation with a really beautiful person mm-hmm. Um but I realized it was kind of like maybe that's why I feel so passionate about the Kendrick and Robin thing, too. <laughs> um, it was one of those things where I was investing a lot of time and energy um, into it emotionally, you know, physically, my presence, you know. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I know Lucretia, I know that I want, you know, eventually marriage, children, Mm -hmm. those things. And this person really didn't want that. And so I'm sitting here like, I love you, but I actually am investing in something that is not growing. And so I need to let you go so that I have my energy to birth things that I would like. Mm -hmm. And once I did that, then Pillow Talk came, actually. Mm -hmm. And I had the energy um, to be able to put into this character, I had that experience to be able to put into this character. How did that person take that when you told him? Um, when I told them, it had to. Mm-hmm. He t- he was fine with it because oh, okay. we were both very honest with where we were, mm-hmm. and he had to respect where I was, and I had to respect where he was. Mm-hmm. You know, and the honest move for both of us 
was to end it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very mature. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily have that ability to do so. So they hold on to these, you know, diminishing relationships just because they don't want to let go of the history. Mm-hmm. Have um, either one of you been in that situation? Um, where someone's like their energy was blocking me from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, um, what sort of questions? Like, how did I get out of it? How did yeah. It, like, how did you handle it? It took a while. I mean, it took a while. I mean, and Chris knows because, you know, it's my sister. Mm-hmm. So she's, mm-hmm. but I was, I was with somebody for years mm-hmm. and, um, I loved her. I loved, I mean, we loved each other, mm-hmm. but when it was good, it was great. And when it, when it wasn't, it was volatile. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you just got to get to a point where you, you know, one of you has to be strong enough to walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were together for years, but a few years in, I knew, and you probably both know that it wasn't, no matter how much we loved each other, it wasn't, wasn't right. And a lot of the energy, like Chris said, you invest into it. That takes a toll, man. That mm-hmm. shit is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for people like us and what we do. Because our career really takes a lot out of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we fighting to make our place out here. Mm-hmm. Right. Last thing you want to do is come home and, and, and be fighting again. Right. Going to constantly at war. So, um, I mean, my advice to me those years ago would have been like, Leave that shit, dead that shit. Just dead it early. Dead it early. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my mother, because it was funny when I was with it, my mom's, man, she always says the realest shit to me. And sometimes we say, you know, love sometimes just ain't enough. Mm-hmm. And at that time, mm-hmm. I couldn't fathom that statement being right. Like, mm-hmm. nah, love gotta be enough. Like, ain't that what this about? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But sometimes love ain't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta have the right love, right circumstance, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got the right energy. Mm-hmm. What do you think you were holding on to? Was it because you, like, invested in something with them like did you have like a house together or nah it wasn't even together? that like, like we didn't have a house together it was just the love like mm. we loved the shit out of us loved the shit out of me um the potential of what we could have been mm. um and what we potentially wanted together mm-hmm. but potential you know that's a dangerous word yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah because we create what it is that we want from all of that and yeah. we, we marry to that yeah. And once it doesn't meet our expectation, mm-hmm. it's like our world comes crashing down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but like, like Chris said, like once I really let that fully go, it's like I was always, always grinding. Mm-hmm. Once I really let that fully go, it was like, things was really tough. Love happened. Mm-hmm. This happened with the music. Like things started really, because I was, it was just the energy. You just need a certain energy mm-hmm. to manifest mm-hmm. and get to your seasons. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. What about you, Ant? Um, <clears throat> Uh, no, nah, my situation is a little different. Like, um, my my uh, my now wife and I, um, we've been together for ten years since uh, mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would say is that ultimately, the people you, that we were at seventeen is not who we are at twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I found was that, um, you know, in any relationship, there's going to be great times and there's going to be some really bad times. But, um, you know, I I think. I, I always even like try to tell like you know my friends and people always try to fight for it before you like try to make it work before you let it go um and I, with us you know you know everybody's you know situation is different but I found that because we we're 10 years deep and we're not the same people we had to create new rules for each other mm. within our our <clears throat> excuse me in our union and our marriage because there's things that you know maybe 
I thought was cool back then that aren't okay now and vice versa. You know, there were some things that maybe she would do before that I wouldn't really say anything, but now it's like, all right, like, you got to relax and vice versa. Like, I'm not saying, like, she's the problem, I'm the problem, but I just realized that with that, we're like, all right, we came to a point where we're both like, all right, you know what, this isn't working for me. This, like, whatever that was, it's not working. So, moving forward, we we got to, we, one day we had to really sit down and talk to each other and really, like, what do you like what I do? And what do you don't like what I do? Mm-hmm. And really had to go through that. And then, of course, even with that, there's some things that we just couldn't agree on. Mm. Like, you know, and I'm not going to admit, we're both stubborn. Mm. So there's some things I'm like, yo, but I've been doing this since 2000. Like, what? <laughs> you want this to work or not? Mm-hmm. And that's where it's like, you got to, you got to, it's either you're going to let your, your pride get in the way. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to be like, you know what? Let's make this relationship work. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, it, 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 you know, it just gets tricky, especially, like I said, like, you know, with this, with me being an actor um, and, and deep into it, like, you know, mm-hmm. when I first started, like, I mean, when what, we was like, yeah, 17, 18, like, she was with me from the very beginning. But like I said, it was like, you know, little like school skits and little things like that. So it really wasn't that serious. But now it's like, like, this is my career now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like, you know, I have a daughter. So a lot of times, like, like, it would be like a Tuesday. I'm like, oh, babe, um, I got to leave on Friday. Like, where you going? Oh, I just got booked in Atlanta. So I got like... That's not easy for yeah. somebody to just say, oh, all right, cool. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I understand that. So, um, like I said, it's tough tough on both of us. Because mm-hmm. there's sometimes, like, you know, and, and she gets frustrated, too. Like, if, you know, um, you know, I got a rehearsal, then I got to shoot, then I got to audition. It's like, yo, well, you know what I'm saying? When, mm-hmm. when are you going to be home? Like, what about us? So, it's really just about finding that balance. Mm-hmm. And just like I said, recreating those new rules that make it better for both of us, for for our family and shit. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned that because the one thing that I did predict is that the reason why Kendrick was acting so shady is because he had a whole ass family on the side. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out you oh, did have a whole ass family. Listen, somebody <laughs> predicts that I feel like all the time. Man, that's, that's, the, that's the black woman go to. Yeah. Yeah. He got a whole yeah. family. He got a whole so family. A whole wife. Not a half family, a whole family. So, so how has marriage and fatherhood been for you? Because you have a beautiful uh, baby girl. I, I want to say she she looks like a toddler, maybe three, yeah, four, yeah, she, five. She's gonna be three in August. She's gonna be three in August. Aww. So how has that been for you, and how has that changed you as a man? Uh, well, for one, um, just knowing that you know, number one, like knowing that I have somebody who looks up to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know it's funny because. Uh, just you know prior to like i'm i'm always you know positive no matter what situation like i always like it could, i could be like like really effed up but mm-hmm. i just know like i'm gonna be good like just because uh, like, i'm god's child and i'm yeah. not saying that just I to think. say like i really like you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and you know like you know as any artist or entrepreneur knows like you really go through tough times and i don't really want to get off topic but i just want to you know bring it back it's just that um you know, people think just because, like, oh, like, yo, you're doing this and you're working on this and you post a picture this day and, Man. like, everything is lit and it's right. not Man. like that at all. It's a facade. It's, it's not like that at all. And and that's why, like, I'm, I, I really try to be so transparent because I know that there's other people out there going through the same thing and they might be scared to talk about it because right. they might feel like, damn, like, I don't want nobody to know, like, yo, I didn't get that role or I'm broke or whatever it is or, like, yo, I don't got nowhere to live or, like, whatever. Like, people go through shit, but I think that's what makes your story. But to get back to what you were saying, mm-hmm. it changed me because now, not saying I didn't before, but it's like when I when I do things, I do it with even more of a purpose than I was before, like, because I have my daughter, like, mm-hmm. like, like, I have a legacy. Like, there's somebody, like, that's looking up to me. Like, when I come home 
And she's then like, daddy, daddy, daddy. It's like, damn, I'm doing all this for her mm-hmm. and my wife as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because not like I'm not I'm not single. Like, I could just run around and do whatever. Like, nah, like, you know, when I go out, I, I can't. I can't just like take a gig or take a job and just like it'd be a waste of time. Like now nah, we gotta mean something. And I'm not saying everything is monetary, but it's like, all right, is this gonna advance my career? Is this gonna get me further? So I think now everything I make sure everything I do is with a purpose. Like before I took some like before I got married, before I had my daughter, you know, I would take a gig just to do it, just to say I'm working. But now like I've come to the point like where I've turned things down just because I'm looking at it, I read the script on it's some bullshit. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for real. You I don't to mean to intentional you know, now. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's intentional, like it really has to be. So it's like when I walk out the house. Every day, you know what I mean. When, when I'm when I'm in my car in the morning, I'm saying my mantras. It's all about my family and knowing that you know um, I am the protector and the provider, and I have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So I think just just knowing that every day when I wake up, um, you know, it, it, I just feel like you know um, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, today my, today could be the day where anything is possible. But I always have that in my head where it's like, you know what, think positive. You know what I mean? Know that anything is possible and today could be your day and just keep grinding, keep working hard, keep doing what I got to do for my family. A testimony. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yes. Thank you. Were you going to say something, Chris, um, in regards to yeah, social was, media? Yeah, you Oh, no, you, nobody cut me off. No, you. when you said it was a facade, mm-hmm. um, I think it's interesting the way we, we think about <laughs> the way we think about um, a person's arc on social media right? How we see them on social media. But in terms of being an actor, all those things are happening in your life. Mm -hmm. Everything that you see is happening with me. But you think that it looks real shiny. Like it just looks shiny because of the nature of the business. That it doesn't negate that there is a grimy process Mm -hmm. or a lot of hard work, a lot of moments where that are unsure, you know, that that there are times where I'm broke as a joke. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like so so when you said facade, it was triggering for me. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's so full of everything, all types of experiences throughout this process. It's just just the it's the climb. I it's the it's, on the way to yeah. maybe a fuller, more so, rooted right, position. Right. That's a Sorry, I go ahead, go ahead. Nah, nah, I think it's a facade for some people. Like some mm-hmm. people have that social media, I'm gonna fake it till I make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I feel like all three of us here I could attest to like every like Chris said, stuff is happening, mm-hmm. but it's not what the people on the outside think, think it is. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I had people come up to me like, yo, they see me at work and be like, yo, you you work? I'm like, yo, bro, I work full time. <laughs> yeah, 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 what you yeah. talking? Like it's just it's not what you think it is. Yeah. And I'm whenever people hit me up, fans, people in the street, whatever, I'll be sure. Or just people, period, they're like, yo, I think I want to do it. And I'm like, make sure you do. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, think about how long you would do it without being paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, would you still be doing it if you weren't getting paid and you still had to grind? And like, because it's, it's levels to it. It's mm-hmm. cool to want to do something, but really know what you're getting into when you really like, I want Because I feel like, all three of us are grinding, 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 and we get into positions where we're starting to have traction and, mm. and things are moving. And it's like people see that now and they hitting me like, "Yo, bro, I yeah. think I could do this voiceover, <laughs> or I think I could do it." And I'm like, "Cool, bro, but you know, like, it's not for the this shit ain't just happened from yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of seeds was planted before this this tree mm-hmm. started growing. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 like, yo, this like you said, like for artists, entertainers, actors, it is happening. Mm-hmm. But our biggest highlight for a minute might be like a callback." Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it might be like, yo, I had a call back for this show. Wow. You know what I mean? Like there's been plenty of moments, like it's literal blood, sweat, and tears where I'm 
And you got to have the right people around you. Like, yeah. I, I called my man. I'm like, yo, I don't know how long I could do this. Mm. And, and for me, it's like brutal on both sides, between music and acting. You know mm. what I'm saying? And then, it's, and then it's almost worse when people are like, yo, you dope. Why you ain't a... Yeah, no. Like, nigga. Yeah. Right. Like, you think I, I want to be here? <laughs> <laughs> like, you I think I want to be So, But at the same time, it's like Ann said, like, I know I'm a child of God and I know my faith and I know yes. these gifts wouldn't be inside of me if I didn't already have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to stay true to that. And But you're going to have your moments. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of moments. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of moments. I, I think the thing is that nobody um, goes on social media and says, yo, I'm having a bad day. Let me just post my bad day. Like, yeah. yo, I'm broke. Let me show y'all my account. <laughs> right. yo, you know what I mean? Me me and my uh, wife just got into a big argument because I was, let me let me record her and post this. Nah, nobody the does most. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody does that. So it's yeah. like, when y'all look and y'all see, like, yo, everything's going good, they just think every, your life is great. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and really, it might be in shambles. Like, right. <laughs> Right. right. This right. I posted so like, yo, this is bullshit. <laughs> Super facts. Right. Super facts. What I think is beautiful about the fact that people mostly post positive things on social media is that whatever you put your focus and energy on, mm-hmm. like, it's the thing that manifests, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I like the that it can be used as a tool for adding more energy mm-hmm. to whatever you are trying to manifest. The mm-hmm. more eyes, the more people. That's weird, but it's true. The more likes, Mm -hmm. the more presence it takes up, the more you can attract, hopefully, that to yourself. that's the world we live in. You know what I'm saying? I I try to use uh, Instagram specifically as my vision board as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, um, like, especially more so, like, in my story, because I'm I'm, I'm at a point where I'm trying to, like, you know, because everybody, like, you know's page is different. Like, you know what I mean? If you go to, like, somebody's page, you'll notice, like, they kind of have, like, a certain flow of their page Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. So I'm still kind of navigating that with mine but as far as like my story like if I see something like really inspiring like I don't care what it is like I'm gonna post it and then like I know like maybe a couple times a day I might watch my story just because and like that's like my vision board Mm. you know what I mean like I already have like a vision board in the crib but just any chance I can get to see it in your face yeah it just just keeps me going like you said it's just that energy man like it's it's real social media can be a gift it can be you just have to use it right I'm just trying to post man I'm tired of her she be like post for me because <laughs> it's like yo sometimes like man I don't want to yeah, because then it feels man, super yeah, 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 yeah right and I should say mm-hmm. even my wife would be like yo babe you just did this why you ain't post them I don't, don't yeah. want to post that shit like yeah. but yeah it's for real so how do you all keep yourself um, lifted and motivated especially mm-hmm. during trying times mm-hmm. I started some um I, I'm not fasting for Ramadan because I work at night. It just would be crazy for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm a fast on certain things and just try to talk to myself differently and just try different things that I do. But consistently, I'm like, during Ramadan, I want to start that and make it a habit. So I've started listening to like that Denzel. It's like a 20-minute Denzel clip on YouTube mm-hmm. where he's just talking. To, like He's talking to different graduations. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Oh, I heard. I see um, that, yeah. So I've been like listening to that every morning. Um... That's a good one. Yeah. You keep, you keep, you know, I hit, you got to have the right people to lean on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your support system is very key. Um, and just read a lot. I try to read a lot. Yeah. Um, use social media, like, as a tool, like we said, and not really get caught up mm-hmm. in it because you can't just end up on there for an mm-hmm. hour right. out of nowhere. Um, and just keep God first, man. And, mm-hmm. and really, really, in those dark moments, remember, like, you're the fucking talent. Mm-hmm. Like, you are the talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, never question that. Like, keep that, keep that, and you'll be all right. The rest will work itself out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, um, prayer and meditation are huge for me. 
because uh, I believe in um, in the power of your words, that words have vibration, um, that your thoughts are um, powerful in the way that you incubate <laughs> things that you want. Um, and so thoughts and words are, um, I'm very intentional about them. So mm-hmm. my prayer and meditation game is serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mantras, you mentioned mantras, and and that's a huge thing for me. Once again, like listening to that, which um, I want to birth, you know, getting that into me. Those, you know, they call, I know Erica Badu said this once, but she pointed out that spelling is a spell. You know, words are a spell. Um, and so anything, affirmation, affirmations, mantras. Um, I have s- several vision boards <laughs> as well. Um, and just spending time with myself, taking care of myself, um, loving myself, mm-hmm. letting letting myself know sometimes in the mirror, like, you're the shit. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I am so grateful to be you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I take an account, a gratitude account for my blessings, things that have happened. Like, mm-hmm. this happened in this way for me. It might not happen that way for somebody else, but it happened in this way for me, and I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I keep myself focused, um, because like in in this life, we're all going to go through everything, right? Like highs and lows and everything in between. But what I'm focused on is um, being the full, full expression of myself in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I keep my vibration high by like just giving myself a high five and making sure I'm um, connected with my source. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. One thing I want to um, start working on is just celebrating my small wins mm-hmm. um, and figuring out a way to reward myself. Is there any way that you reward yourself for like the things that you you accomplish? Um, uh, more of a daily reward is my yoga practice. Oh, okay, like that is when I land on my mat, I'm giving. That's my time. Mm-hmm. That's my time. Um, manis and petties are a thing I like to give myself. Um, I love acupuncture. That's another I've thing I can. I've never done that before. It's I'm so, so good. It's so good. Okay. It's not like your medical needles. They're fine grade needles. Uh-huh. And so they just help move that energy around. You've done acupuncture before, right? I did it, but I, I did like three sessions, so I don't think you weren't into it. I don't know how much. It, I feel like I would have to keep going to get like okay. really so like much. It really, you. really impacted me. I couldn't gauge it for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything like that, massages. Mm-hmm. You know that self care night where you just oiling <laughs> up real good <laughs> with the shea butter. You know. Yeah. Things like that I, I give to myself. I think yes. that's crucial though, as you said about celebrating small wins. Yeah, so, we don't do it enough. No, we don't. Yeah. Because we, it, again, it's this idea of like, oh, we need to put it, if it's not highlight reel worthy on yeah. Instagram, we ain't talking. That's yeah. true. Mm. That's, but, real, that's real mm. A small win for me is waking up on time today to get to work yes. on time. Yes. You know? and, yeah. But I'm thinking like, okay, so how can I reward myself for yeah. this step yeah. in, you know, being punctual? But I think that we have to spend more time, uh, you know, celebrating that. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Aunt? Damn, that was what, what was the question again? I was just so intrigued. <laughs> oh no, that's fine. Yeah, right. How forgot. do you how do you stay lifted and how do you oh, lift okay. yourself yeah, up and right, motivate right. yourself? Um, all right, yeah, cool. So I so for me, um, one of the main things I do is similar to what you said. So I have like, <laughs> I have like so- songs and podcasts that I listen to. <laughs> I have songs and podcasts that I listen to like when I'm going through something. Like I just have my go to like a playlist. Like mm-hmm. I need some motivation. I got like. 15, 20 songs that I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever. And, um, like, the podcast, you know, I'll share some of them. Um, 
Oprah's masterclass like that. Oh, that, I love that. That really, that that, that's really uh, got me through uh, some mm-hmm. tough times because mm-hmm. I think what happens is when when you listen to successful people and you hear their stories mm-hmm. and you re- and sometimes like you don't realize that damn this dude's really like I mean yeah he's he got it now but he like forty seven like you know what I mean because mm-hmm. we we all we're we're living this time where like we want it now right <laughs> it's instant gratification like yeah it's of it instant all. like we mm-hmm. want it like I, I, these bills gotta right. get paid today yeah. right like for real <laughs> right. like, you know what I mean so right. we, we want it now but um. There's there's the there's there's definitely a, a beauty in the process. There's beauty in the struggle. You know what I mean? Going mm-hmm. through that journey, like everything that we go through on a daily basis, like I just I just realized, like you know what? This is gonna make for a better story when I am where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely listening to to podcasts and and music. Um, also another thing, uh, like you said, is like um, just like uh, those those affirmations. Like I even got my daughter on this. Like mm-hmm. from now, she's three years old, and we wake up in the morning. I say, baby, say I am beautiful. I'm great. I'm black. I'm strong. I'm proud. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think just saying that to yourself, just hearing it, mm-hmm. because um, especially, you know, as 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 a as a uh, as an actor, as a man, as a black man, like going out in this world um, just on a daily basis, like we get a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. And I think just starting your day off telling yourself that you're great, mm-hmm. you're a winner. You're beautiful. You're a king. I think just hearing those things, mm-hmm. um, you know, what I mean, just start me off on a on a better note. And I need to start doing it more. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest because I don't do it every. You know, I'm not gonna front like I do. Nah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I need to start doing it more. Mm-hmm. But just you know, when I'm when I'm really feeling down and going through some things, I just really try to get in my zone and just you know have those conversations with myself mm-hmm. and, and just I'll be in a car just talking to myself like having a full conversation. People probably be looking. At me. <laughs> no, nobody talks to yourself more than you. Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah, it's so it's real. important how you talk to yourself. Yeah, because yeah. you talk like think about it throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? Like how much you talk, talk to, to yourself. Talk to yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like and it's in like if you in a bad space, it seems like everything is going wrong because you telling, telling yourself, yourself like, yeah. fuck man, this this that. But as opposed to when you feeling good and you like, all right, this might have happened, but I'm it's gonna work out. I'm mm-hmm. good. Somehow it seems that it's all right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And, you kind of just got to keep talking to yourself the right way. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I agree. It's like looking in the mirror. Because mm-hmm. we don't get to see ourselves right. reflected right. as we truly right. are in, in our glorious nature right. out in the world all the time. So when I talk to myself, <laughs> it has to be a direct reflection and affirmation of who I mm-hmm. am from myself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so important. Right. right. I, I think another thing, too, is, um, you know, because we all have insecurities. And no matter what that is, I think um, realizing, you know, just, again, speaking to yourself, letting yourself know that, you know, you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. No matter what, you're, you are great, you're smart. Whatever those insecurities are, mm-hmm. that you're perfect the way, like, God makes no mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always tell. Like, there's times, like, especially when I was younger, I'm like, yo, why? Like, I remember when I was younger, I, I used to get teased for being dark-skinned. Now everything's yeah. melanin popping. Yeah, exactly. Now, like, for real, yeah, like, me I remember, too, like, yeah. I'd be like, damn, like, well, why I'm so black? Yeah. Like, like seriously, I used yeah. to be like, damn, like, like my name's Anthony. They used to call me a burnt ant. Like, you know what I'm saying? Aww. Like, like for real, I'd be like, damn, like, am I that, like, well, Jamar is darker than... Shout out to Jamar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, damn, I, 
at least I ain't that black, but yeah. nah, like that was the wrong mm, mindset to yeah. have. Like, nah, like I'm still beautiful. Jamal's still beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think just, you know, just, you know, just, just, just loving yourself. And I think it just, I keep saying it, but it, it all starts with self love. Right. Loving yourself, Absolutely. learning to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so interesting that you brought up insecurities because in the past I've said that Jason is one of my favorite characters <laughs> because of how vulnerable you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to know it does that mirror how you are in real life? His vulnerability? Yes. Nah, probably not. I mean... That's not true. I, I was about to say, in certain certain aspects, I mean, mm. if, I feel like it depends on the relationship. You know what I mean? Like, Chris could say that because this is really like my sister. Mm-hmm. So I could come to her and like completely kind of just bear my ugly, my everything, and feel cool. Mm. Um, if I don't, you know, if we not like that, then we ain't like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it is. So you're like, not an open book. And that's okay. Nah, I'm not really an open book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not a, nah, I'm not an open book. Um, but like, if you whip, like when you whip me, we good. Like I got uh-huh. you, got me. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it's like you gotta earn that trust. You gotta, yeah. I gotta have a reason to feel like I'm, I'm open with you. But I, I do think my vulnerability in my close relationships, I'm, yeah, and depending on relationships, yeah. But nah, not not fully. Not J- Jason is a fucking incredible guy, man. Jason, <laughs> Jason is like big up, Jason. Jason is an entrepreneur. <laughs> Jason is the most patient dude I've ever seen in mm-hmm. life. Um, he like, is pretty patient to yeah. a fault to like this shit. It's like I would talk to Ronnie Kills the time, like yo, this shit ain't real, man. Like Jason, <laughs> ain't no it's dude gonna be this patient. But um, so. Nah, I don't think my level of vulnerability is, is like Jason's. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like I'm pretty vulnerable in my close relationships. Mm-hmm. That's fair. What about the two of you? Are you pretty guarded? Are you pretty open? Um, naturally, um, yeah, I'm I'm guarded. Um, mm-hmm. I just um, not nothing like crazy. Just like you know, just friends and things like that. I just went through a period young where like, um, you know, I I've been betrayed before. So it's very, uh, it's, well, it's hard for me to trust. I would say that. But I think now, um, and like I said, like, you know, when I was younger, especially, I had a lot of, you know, insecurities um, that I didn't realize were insecurities at the time. Mm-hmm. But um, now that I'm older, and um, I also, in 2015, uh, I was taking therapy for about, you know, six months, I think, six, like five, six months. And um, I learned a lot about myself. And um, I think it, it, you know, it just helps me, um, like, like when I talk to y'all and do things like this, like, for me, this is me opening up, and, mm-hmm. and this is my therapy now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where before, I might have just not really said much, because I don't really trust nobody, mm-hmm. but I think there, there, there is a thin line that you draw, like, you know what I mean, I'm not just gonna come out here and, oh, well, yeah, da, da. you know what I mean, I'm not gonna do that, but I think, um, you know, being comfortable enough with, with, with myself to know, like, you know what, I could say this, but I'm still a man at the end of the day, um, so I think I'm I'm still learning to open up more, but naturally, like first meeting me, like nah, I'm I'm shut down. Like mm-hmm. you might come to the room, I'll be like, what up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? What about you? Uh, I lead with my heart mm-hmm. most of the time, so I I tend to have the um, I have to temper myself mm-hmm. with how open I am because I love being open. 
Like, I love people feeling that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I Like, I love really connecting with mm-hmm. people. I always say that I'm a um, behavioral whore <laughs> and a personal history whore because uh-huh. I love, like, really diving in with people to, you know, almost I like instantly. I guess I am, too. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like, uh-huh. you, I think in certain professions, you kind of, I think I bring that. I think that's probably why I love acting, too, because I get to do that with characters mm-hmm. um, and then build those worlds with other people, right, based off of our own personal experiences sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I have to temper that at times because I can be, um, everybody doesn't deserve that open space. Mm-hmm. Um but I think I, fi- I figured out the alchemy. You do it with each individual. Mm-hmm. You figure it out. Um, but I would prefer to always lead with an open heart mm-hmm. and to be accessible. Because um, I just think it feels good to live that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Run me through a moment when you've been scorned by being open. Um, there have been moments where I've been to giving with my personal space like my home with certain friends and even like my, I guess my personal relationships where I've opened them up a little bit too much to certain friends that maybe I haven't had enough years with Mm -hmm. to really see how they um, would hold themselves. Um, Well, how, how do I say this? Sometimes you haven't been through enough with people to know how they will conduct themselves in certain situations. Mm. And so I could be trusting somebody with my, you know, my home, my people, and then they cut up and act a fool on on one given day, and I'm surprised that mm-hmm. they acted a fool because I've never seen that. But we've also actually never lived with each other in this context. Right. So, you know, I don't know. I think that's life to an extent, but I think that certain levels, you know, you got to know where to place people mm-hmm. in terms of, like, your intimacy radius. Everybody doesn't deserve the inner, inner courts, you know, behind the veil of your intimacy because they they just can't be trusted. And some with with those spaces and you just have to, like, I think, know that by watching, Mm -hmm. watching people and seeing how they deal with things in their personal life, maybe. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's been the opposite for me. Like I've been scorned just for like perceived as like standoffish or or arrogant just because I'm like, if I don't really know you. Mm -hmm. I don't know you, so I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not the guy to walk in the room and be like, yeah, hey, what's up, everybody? Me like, neither. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, bro? And I, you know what I mean? But, and then like, they get, they talk to you and they're like, oh, you mad? Cool. And I'm like, well, what, what you mm. expect? Right. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like, if I look a certain way, oh, he looks like, I've had, I've literally had, i never forget, I had this a couple times, like little women have told me like, oh, you look like you got that Dame Dash attitude. I'm like, well, what, is what, is the, what does that mean? Yeah, and they're like, you know, you just think you. I'm like, why? Because you just over. You ain't really talking people except you know. And I'm like, well, we talking Maybe now. I'm shy, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even I'm shy. It's just like I'm not. That's why I don't really like so-called network. I don't like forced interaction. Yo, I, I, yo, no, 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 I got to interject because I, I think like forced interaction. If we talking organically and this just happens, cool. But yeah. I'm not walking up like, yo, I'm. Oh, uh, you know, I don't like to do all of that. Yeah. I'm working on that. That, that networking, like, I'll go into, like, a networking event and so be on my phone. Right. Like, but I'm learning to, like, hey, what's up? I'm Ant. How's it going? <laughs> like, I'm learning mm. because, like, you, it, it don't feel natural to me. Mm. You know what I mean? It don't feel real. And it's like, but in this industry, you got to do right. that. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. how, that's how I'm learning because I know it's, it's kind of been 
a hindrance at certain points in my career. Same and thing. People yeah. pointed out to me like, mm -hmm. yo, you gotta. And I'm like, well, what do I walk up and be like, yo, I'm Malik Rashad. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. right. and I'm like, if it happens, that's why I always like to be out with my friends who are like mixing and like yeah. to like, because they could start can those conversations. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's the same thing. And but I think I, I started realizing like I went to um, Orlando Film Festival. And, um, I saw the pictures on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was dope. It was an amazing time. But like, we were like the, yeah, we were like the only all black because the whole pretty much our whole cast went out there. So like, we were the only mm. black ones. But like, I remember we went into this one um, after party kind of thing, and like, I just walked in and you know it wasn't really that many of us. <laughs> and then like, I was just kind of like you know just by myself or like with you know. The rest of the cast, but then they were just like, "Yo, like, what's up, bro? How's it going? Oh my god, I saw your film. I loved it. Hey, I'm John, by the way." And I was like, "Oh shit, oh yeah. like, you know." But in in so easy, yeah. Right? It's yeah. For, but in, and that's what I'm working on that. Like, I'm not there yet, but but that's why I said like I'm learning. Like, I'm still learning mm -hmm. how to how to be more. Um, not out, I guess outgoing in in uh, uncomfortable circumstances. Mm. You know what I mean? Uncomfortable spaces. Mm. I think that's what it is. Like if if like you said, if it just happens naturally, we we sit down. You know, you make a joke, I start laughing, and yeah. she goes in. Yeah. Well, 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 you know, we cool. <laughs> but just for me to come to the room, like guys, nah, yeah. I'm not doing yeah. that. Bro. I think because I grew up in on a military base with so many different personalities and people, and it was so diverse. I've, I have a natural inclination like to be open with people, mm -hmm. but I don't I don't per se like forced interaction, mm -hmm. right? I I like things to be organic, mm -hmm. and that's what's hard sometimes with networking mm -hmm. and also with social media. It's just like oh, got agenda. yeah, right, and, and right. I don't feel I don't like to. I'm always thinking, I want to treat this person as humane as possible. Yeah. Like, I want to treat you like a human being. I don't want this to be transactional between us just because I'm an actor. Right. And so I think I've had to figure out that it's okay for me to be present and for me to, like, extend myself to you. But but I figured out how to do that in a way that doesn't feel like I'm trying to be, um, yeah, like mm -hmm. a parasite or something mm -hmm. or get something from you. Because mm -hmm. you got to put yourself. Like we have to be out here. That's what we do. We're here. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you don't want to feel like a used car salesman. You know exactly. I mean? yeah. Right. I love how you, you guys are speaking about, like, you know, stepping stepping outside of your comfort zones. Um, one thing at the end of the episode that Lyric got to talk about with, I believe, who is a hiring manager, mm -hmm. is hosting a live podcast show mm -hmm. um, as a part of her interviewing process. And people always come to me and they're like, when are you going to do a live yeah. show? And it's like, and I am, I feel like I'm just such a recluse. Like, I don't, I enjoy being on the mic. Like, I don't want to be in front of everyone, mm -hmm. but just trying to challenge myself and be like, okay, you know what? I need to step outside of my comfort zone. This is the direction that I want to say the podcast and industry is going in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I eventually will have to follow suit or I'm going to fall off. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I, I think what it is, is like, I'm fearful because I feel like it's going to be a life-changing moment for me mm -hmm. um, in terms of just like exposure and really being like, okay, this is no longer just like a cute little hobby I do after work. This it's might, be real. right. It's gonna, it makes it that much more real, yeah. you know? So I wanted to go around the room um, before we wrap and if you can just explain to me what life-changing moment has happened for you and explain to me what your sentiment was around that. Changing moment. Anybody have something off top? Like in the industry, like an industry life changing moment. Um, it doesn't have to be. It could be in general, but if it is mm -hmm. industry based, for then. me, just to start, um, I have an industry life changing moment. Um, that you know, I'll just say it off top, just to get started. So, uh, like you said, um, like you know, when I was younger, like I was really like like shy. You know what I mean? Like around my peers, I was cool, but like mm -hmm. getting on stage, I was like, I remember I um. Audition for a student body, and I had to do the uh, my interview, and 
uh, she recorded me and I was like, she, like, y'all can't see, but my hand was literally shaking as I'm speaking and like everybody could see. So I was like petrified to speak in front of people. Mm-hmm. So acting really helped me with that. But for a long time, um, I always said like I wanted to do a monologue slam. I always said that. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I was just like, I don't really know. Like, I, you know what I mean? Um, so one year I said, F it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the monologue slam. So I emailed the dude, bon, bon, all right, you're already set up. All right, so I'm rehearsing, rehearsing, doing everything, everything, right? The day comes, the big day. Like, I'm nervous. I told people to come out. <laughs> I really didn't want nobody to show up, but I'm like, damn. And then, like, you know, maybe about five people showed up, so it was cool. Uh, I went up first. I said, all right, yo, they was like, how you feel? I'm like, yo, I feel like I did good, but as long as I'm not the first person to get eliminated, like, all right, cool. <laughs> I was the first person to get eliminated. <laughs> first person to get eliminated and when i tell you that 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 was your jordan moment yo that was that moment that i just i just and i had people there yeah and i just i just felt so small you know what i mean and i remember like i ain't even really want to stay but i'm not like a bad sport i'm not just gonna walk out Mm -hmm. but I, I I can't. I remember. Well, the dude who well the you know the dude who won he deserved it like he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I just remember uh, the rest of the evening, I was just playing back like you know what could I have done differently in in my head like I was just you know just going over it. And the reason why I say it was a it was a life changing moment for me because I needed that at that time. Mm-hmm. I really did like it, it, and that's why I said God makes no mistakes. Mm-hmm. It was a point where and that's the thing I don't ever feel like I'm the shit. But it was a point where um, I needed, uh, I needed to be checked. Mm. You know what I mean? It was a point where I needed to start just taking life more seriously. Not even just just acting, not just life. I needed to start taking shit more seriously. And I think that moment for me of, and and sometimes when we feel embarrassed, other people don't look at it like that. Like like something that happened. Like we all have a moment that like we probably still think about that nobody else is thinking about. You know what I mean? It's just like whatever. But for me, that was like embarrassment for me because I felt like like in my head I'm like nah I'm a witness I'm gonna be or whatever I'm gonna be a finalist or whatever and 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 I said to somebody like yo as long as I don't go out the first round like yo whatever <laughs> and they ain't call my name and yeah. I'm just like oh shit but that just really made me uh it grounded me mm-hmm. um and it and it made me just change my work ethic with just not even just being a better a better man a better son, better son, better brother, better uh, father, better husband, better actor, better like just change my work ethic. Like with just everything I do now, I just always say I'm gonna give a hundred percent, even if I don't want to do it. Just give a hundred percent, and I think that was something at the time that I really needed to go through to grow. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dang. go ahead, Malik. I'm trying to really think of like a super. I feel like, of course, I've had a few life changing moments. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. I, I'll, I'll give you two industry okay. life-changing moments. Um, both, both to do with voiceovers. Um, I always kind of, I do voiceovers now. I've been working with an agent for a few years um, and been blessed to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say the first life-changing moment for me was when so, boom, I, I, I got with a coach. How I got into voice, so I was just taking a vocal class just to, like, you know, learn more about my voice, try to get my Marvin Gaye on, <laughs> shit like that. I tried it. So, <laughs> so we going around the class, and, you know, everybody introducing themselves, and one dude is like, you know, I'm a voiceover artist, so I stopped him after class, talked to him a little bit, he gave me a few coaches. I picked one coach, go to a coach randomly. 
boom, the coach is like, yeah, I did a couple private sessions. He's like, um, you know, you, I think you're good. I think you're ready to go. I'm going to reach out to an agent for you. So go meet with the agent. They didn't even hear me. I didn't even have a demo yet. The agent's like, they, I start, they sent me out on an audition. Budweiser, Made in America, I'll never forget. I book it. Like, literally my first, first wow. voiceover joint. I book it. But and to that, in that point, like, to that point in my mind, I was always like, yo, I could do this. I could do this. But it wasn't real. Mm -hmm. It wasn't real. It was just like, you know, I'm a kid from Brooklyn, from the hood. Like, you know, we don't, that shit don't be happening like that in our mind for us. So when I booked it, without a demo or none of that, I was like, oh, shit. I remember, like, talking to my mom and being like, yo, it's real. Like, all my dreams at that moment, I knew. Like, everything, music, everything, acting, I was like, oh, nah, it's real. Like, I could really do this. Like, I can really, really do this. Another life-changing moment, which similar to Ant, which was a humbling joint, last year, I had, like, the biggest audition to date of my voiceover career. I get a call back. It's for Stella and the Night Princess. It's a, it's a, it's a cartoon on, on uh, Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. Boom, I get a call back. They're like, yo, the... the Producers flying in from London. Um, my, the guy who I did coaching with is the casting director. I'm feeling good. Like, you had to, like, mimic. They wanted to replace the voice who was on it, so you had to, they wanted to match the voice. So I had to Im imitate his voice. Spot on. Like, you couldn't tell the difference. In my mind, I'm like, you know, you never got it. But I do it. I'm like, I got this. This, could, this is going to be the joint that kind of like, you know, you're waiting for that moment to be everything. like, mm -hmm. this is going to change everything. I had to call back. Great. You know, you don't know you got it, but in my mind, I'm like, I got this shit. Mm -hmm. I never hear from him. Wow. Never hear. And I'm like, so and usually you do an audition and you forget about it. Like we taught as actors, mm -hmm. just do it and forget about yeah. it unless you get a callback. This was the callback. Like, this was it. I never hear from him. And I'm never really even checking for it because in my mind, I'm trained. But this one, I'm like, mm -hmm. it's like two weeks later, I'm still like, yo, maybe they just taking mad long. You know? <laughs> I'm like, yo, maybe they taking mad long. But that really was like, that made me. I had to bounce back, and it was like, all right, now what you gonna do? Like, is this gonna be the end, or is this just gonna be like, my story tells, I'm gonna go back to the story. Mm -hmm. So I feel like those were like two moments in my career where I was just like, I mean, there's been a bunch more, but just in like the acting voiceover side, that's where it was like, one made me know that everything I wanted was already inside me and I could do it, and one would make me see like, how much do you really want this? Mm -hmm. And how much, it ain't like they always say it ain't like how hard you can hit is how hard you could get hit and get back up. That's really that. what it is. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like everybody had a plan to like get punched in the face, like Mike Tyson just said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody got a plan to get punched in the face. <laughs> I love so. it. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Um, I think I have two as well. Um, the first one is when I met Felicia Rashad for the second time. And she is, she is everything to me. <laughs> you, just, you just shitted on us. You said for the second time. Right. I'm going to let you go. But, but I had to just Felicia interject it. For the you, second you time? You definitely just shitted on us just now. But go ahead. Felicia. Go ahead, queen. Shut <laughs> up. It wasn't even that. Well, Proceed. I can't say that. That's mine. Um, you know, it was it was after a show. You know how you, you wait after a Broadway show to see your favorite you know, actor or actress. Um, the first time, the first time it was after August Osage County. No, the first time was Cat on the Hot Tin Roof. 
Um, and I happened to be on the side of the theater where she came out, which was different from everybody else. And she was standing in front of me and I couldn't <laughs> say anything. I think I was just like, thank you. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that came out of my mouth. And so the second time was after August Osage County. And, um, I got a chance to talk to her and I said, um, oh my gosh, like I'm in my acting program at the New School for Drama and I just love you and I could only like hope to be as great as you one day. Um, and she said to me, she said, I don't want you to be as great as me. Like I want you to be the best you that you mm. can be. And she kept repeating it. You know, we we're talking about mantras. Yeah. She kept saying, I want you to be the best you. Um, and that is... That's a thing. <laughs> I like just got chills. Oh my goodness. That's a thing. That is beautiful. <laughs> um, it was almost like a slight pass of the baton. I would like to imagine right. that. I would like to imagine that. It was. Right, claim that. Yeah. Um, and then the second one would be more current. Um, prior to Pillow Talk, I um I booked a show called Teacher Problems. Um like where I said I played Miss Lavette, the teacher, the lead teacher. I didn't know that um, Miss Lavette was the lead of the show until I showed up on set. Because mm. we, we have, like, there were only three scenes that we were shooting. Not three scenes, but three episodes. And so I didn't see the full, like, script all together. I just got my episodes. And so when I show up to set, it's this huge production. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is it. <laughs> like, I'm here. You know what I mean? In a way that I had never experienced. And I was so nervous. But I was just like, this is what you've been working towards. Like, take your space. Mm -hmm. Take your space. Like, you're trained for this. Like, you know this. Um, so that experience into um, becoming lyric. Um, yeah, I watch teacher problems, too. Shit is dope. Yeah, it's just like, damn, like, it's so nice to be able to take my seat, mm -hmm. to take my throne, mm -hmm. and to, it's okay to be growing while I'm um, in my position, but I'm, I'm here, and I'm going to fully take space, and I'm going to fully, like, be myself and enjoy it. I think that for me, that decision, you understand what I'm saying? Like the opportunity to have this space, but the decision to also like own it is major. It's major because I'm telling myself, like, I also believe in you and I ride for you mm -hmm. and let's go. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like, for us, I don't know, like every time we on set, it's like a life changing moment. Yeah. Like you just feel like this is what I'm posting. Yeah. That's what I love doing. Like, 100%. Whether we're on the stage or on set, it's like, this is why God got me here. Yeah. I feel like there's no better fit, like, you know, just any, whatever your passion is, I think when yeah. you're doing that, yeah. mm -hmm. it might not be at the highest level you want it to be, but mm -hmm. I think but just being happen, there, yeah. just being in that space is yeah. like, this is what it's about. Just and I think just, and yeah, just that mm -hmm. energy, just yeah. that, you know, that, that feeling, that aura that it brings. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like it. Like, yeah. That's, that's why it's so hard to have a regular job. <laughs> Yo, I, I, so if you listening out there <laughs> who we want to work with if you listening um uh, ava ava <laughs> like yes, if you listening viola oh, yeah definitely lena 
Wait, wait, wait. Yes, yeah, Lena. Yeah. If you if you listen to Regina King. Oh, Regina. Yes. Yeah, Just sign that deal with Netflix. Yeah. Holla at the kid. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody black. Like he's right Everybody here. black. Issa. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how inspired I feel right now. Like this episode was just beyond amazing for me, and I hope it was just as good for you. It's awesome. I, thank yes. you so thank much you. for having yes. us. Thank it you has for been. Thank, thank you. This Beautiful. this literally was an affirmation. No lie. Like I was watching Pillow Talk, and I was like, Oh my god, I have to talk to the cast on my show. It's only right. <laughs> and then I just so happened to meet Ashley, your publicist, and she was like, Yeah, I manage Malik, and I'm like. Girl, I have an idea. So no, this is this is just so heartwarming for me. Mm. I wish you all nothing but the best of luck. I'm looking forward to the bonus episode. Yeah, so if you guys can oh, elaborate on that, yeah. so we amazing. know what to be looking elaborate. out for. Elaborate. I, mean, I don't know, know if we can elaborate. Well, no, not in the no episode, but where people can find yeah. it and everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, what can they? What it's pillow post? talk. Count. Look it up to make sure. Yes, pillow talk. I had it because I had to say it in in our video. Yeah. Um. But it's forty plus minutes, man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just no, no complaints yes. on the lights. <laughs> <for real. laughs> pillow talk bonus is it? Sorry, y'all. We gonna get it together. Yeah. Not, whatever it is, I'll make sure I include it in the description so people can go directly bonus. there. Bonus.com. Let me see. Chris, you the uh, spokesperson. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just filmed this. Well, maybe can you give me just like a little sneak peek on yes. some craziness Wait. that may so be So it is. It's PillowTalkBonus.com if you want to pre-order. Because okay. the episode comes out May 21st. And it's on a discount now, right? It's on a discount. So you get it's, it's $9.95, but if you do your pre-order, you're going to pay like $5.95. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but it is so worth it because everybody has been begging and demanding more than 17 minutes. Yeah, so yeah. it's 40 plus minutes. It'll be well uh, worth it. It's an amazing episode. Like, this is the first time you'll see every single character in one room, yeah. except for Mia. She's not there. Oh, yeah. Oh, Good yeah, riddance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love you, Amari. Yeah, I love you. Listen, we can't really give it up, but yeah. I, it's, it's like, it's going, I feel like people are going to be like, like mouth open. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Right. And it's going to satiate you and satisfy you yeah. in the best of ways. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I cannot wait for the 21st. So before we wrap up, can you just please go around and share your social media handles or where people can find you? Yeah, so I'm at Krisha Brown. You know, like the the singer Chris Brown is Krisha <laughs> Brown. Like, so H-A at the end of Chris. Um, that's Instagram. And on Facebook, you can find me under LaCrisha Brown. My artist page is Miss Ms. Brown. Yeah, you giving your personal page out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's public, so. Um, <laughs> and I think that that's it for me. You can find me on um, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Yeah, um, my Instagram is at art by Malik Rashad. Uh, yeah, just art by Malik Rashad. Uh, oh, sorry, Candy. My Instagram is art by Malik Rashad at art by Malik Rashad. Um, my Twitter, um, I don't tweet much, but. Ashley's on me. I think it's I am Malik Rashad. Okay. And Facebook, I believe, is Art by Malik Rashad. SoundCloud, Art by Malik Rashad. Pretty much all my handles mm-hmm. Art by Malik Rashad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, could, you could catch me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at, at Anthony M. Walker. It's simple. 
I had to rebrand myself. It took me a while. That's like, good, like, though. Like, you know, I was telling somebody, like, you know, like, growing up, you would know, like, you know, you got the hood phase. Yeah, you, you know like, what I mean? like, growing yeah, up. Yeah, your whole name is so smoking. I had the Neo Soul phase. Okay. Because actually, my Twitter is Queen Life is Good. Yeah, that's what I mean. They be like, yo, why is your name this, man? Some wild crazy. I can't be going about gun smoke. No. Bust, bust, bust my gun, twenty five. <laughs> they like, yo, I thought he, he was just in tough love. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an actor. That's it. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm just an actor. Yeah. 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 It came yeah. out. It came out. My favorite part. It's like, and my man, either you give her her breath, <laughs> or you gonna eat it with the hands. Yeah. <laughs> the king. Once upon a time. Once upon a time. <laughs> And you can find me um, on Instagram via dot Simone, V-I-A dot S-I-M-O-N-E, Twitter via Simone underscore. And of course, please don't forget to like, comment, share, yes. subscribe to this podcast. Yes. You can listen in on iTunes and SoundCloud. That's Bonnets and Durags, a Pillow Talk podcast. <laughs> and the at, the at name is Bonnets Durags, B-O-N-N-E-T-S-D-U-R-A-G-S. Thank you again so much for coming here. I really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you for having us. Yes. And thank lovely. you listeners for tuning in. And I hope that you go binge Pillow Talk right now and get that new um, exclusive episode. So yeah. Right Other now. than that, I will speak to you all later. Bye. Later. Bye.